All right, everybody, welcome back to the Creator's Headspace. This time we have Ty Cobbs with us, and she is having to apologize for her mental health for working inside of a Midwestern dive bar. And this time we're going to apologize to her mental health for invading her headspace to find out all about her journey. And I will let her introduce herself. All right. Well, yeah, my name's Taylor. I go by uh, Tay Cobb on TikTok. Yeah, I've been bartending for close to 10 years now in a couple different bars. I've been at my current one now for about four or four and a half um, in Minnesota and Iowa. I'm in Iowa now. Got started in Minneapolis and then just loved bartending. So I just kept going with it. Awesome. Well, what got you started in the world of content creation? Honestly, I so I got my TikTok when we had our shutdown because I was unemployed for a couple months. I didn't really have anything to do. And that was my way of kind of keeping my sanity. <laughs> and uh, it was sort of me screaming into the void. And now the void listens back. And what kind of gave you the idea to do your bar stories? I mean, they, they are hilarious. I love watching them. But what got you started with that idea of, of all of the different subjects you could have picked? Well, I mean, that's, I guess, the life that I live. So I was just like, well, I, I'm just going to talk about what I can relate to. And I, yeah, they're all true stories. So I was just like, <laughs> I have to share these with somebody. I didn't think anybody would end up actually watching them, but I guess a lot of people can kind of relate to that service industry life. And so I think that's a big part of it. It's really relatable. And what was it like when you actually started having your videos kind of blow up and go bigger and bigger every time? Because I think last time you were at like 109,000 followers, something like that. It's so something like that. Yeah. Um, well, my let's see. My first one that kind of blew up, I that was before I started my, my bartending series. I had my kind of little so one time series that I talked about more dumb stuff that I've done. <laughs> and I, I was talking about how I was hitting on a, trying to hit on a guy and I like used a Yu-Gi-Oh pickup line and it, it didn't work. And I went to work after I posted that and I got on my TikTok about an hour into work and it was like a hundred thousand views or something. I was like, Oh my gosh. And then my stab the crab one about my, um, my crab tattoo for my shellfish allergies, like right where you put the EpiPen, that one got a couple million. And then yeah, I started that bartending series because I was like, well, this is my life every day. So this is what I'm going to do, I guess. But yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Like knowing that two and a half million or something have seen one video. <laughs> and so what's it been like? I'm sure people have recognized you with that many followers, your video. Yeah. What's that been like and how do you deal with that? So... I'm kind of an awkward gal. <laughs> it's it's so cool. I love it when people say something. I just, I, I hope I don't like disappoint them by being like, oh, no, thank you. <laughs> um, there have been a couple at the bar. I actually, I was at a concert in Minneapolis or in, um, excuse me, in Madison two days ago. And right as soon as the lights came up, somebody came up to me and was like, you're that girl from TikTok, the Midwestern bar. I was like, I just got done headbanging for an hour. What's going on? <laughs> but yeah, I was just kind of taken aback. And it's it's very cool. I love it when people 
say something because it's it's cool to know that people do watch them. And now, have you had any? I guess kind of, I don't want to say negative, but like any awkward situations where from being on TikTok, like I um, know we've talked to some like uh, spicy creators mm -hmm. and they have like public backlash or job stuff, but just being out there, do you have any? Really the only, so I have made stories where somebody's like, do I know who that's about? And I'm like, <laughs> Probably. I'm not I mean, allowed to say yes, but you wouldn't be wrong. <laughs> yeah, there there are a couple that some of my regulars have some some tendencies, and I'll have people who follow me that come in and they're like, "Was that last one about?" I'm like, mm. and then, well, have you have you ever made any about me? And I'm like, I've only had to say yes to that once. <laughs> that was that was awkward. I was like, and well. Now, for people that are getting started in their content journey, because mm -hmm. that's a big thing. I know a lot of people, they, they want to, they just don't know how. What advice do you have on kind of relating those stories of your everyday life, kind of like you do? I guess just kind of have your own brand. Like when I first started out, I don't know. I, I don't think I really had my own brand yet. I was kind of just trying to recreate what I saw other people doing. And then when I was like, well, screw it, I'm just going to do my own thing. That's kind of when my stuff started taking off. And how do you advise people like that um, want to relate work stories kind of like you do? Like, do you use, so do you use fake names for the stories? Recommend that? Or I definitely how do you do, do it without them worrying about like, oh, am I going to get in trouble for my job? Or I, I use fake names and I try and leave it ambiguous enough that it's like, even if that person did see it, which I mean, I'm not too upset if they do see it because it's like most of them, yeah, you did a dumb thing. You should, don't, don't do that. Shame on you. Like, and most of them are pretty lighthearted on yours too. Yeah. And yeah, I've definitely had some experiences at the bar that are not as lighthearted and I don't, but I don't want to make videos about that because that's not something that people want to see. And it's not something that I'm going to have fun talking about. So like, yeah, if they did see it, so be it. But I, I do use fake names just just in case, you know, <laughs> so I can't have somebody like, oh, you called me out. My daughter saw it or something. Because I, I, I'd feel really bad about that. <laughs> and what what is your recording and editing setup look like? Are you just using your phone? Or are you using? Yeah, I'm going to be anything like that. I'm going to be honest. I don't really know how to do very much of that. So, yeah, I most of the time I just get to work. I mean, I've recorded a couple just in my room or in my living room before too, but most of the time I do it at work, like before I open or if it's dead and I just have my phone set up. I use filters so you can distinguish characters, but yeah, I'll record all of my side, all of the other side, and then just edit the videos and put them where they're supposed to be. That's, that's about it. You know, sometimes condensed clips, but I, yeah, I just use my phone at the bar. 
And what apps do you use for your editing? Are you using your? I I'm don't just know. using TikTok. I don't have any. Oh, okay. I don't have any video editing. Like, I think it would be really cool. It's something that I'm kind of trying to learn more about. Um, I actually, the owner of uh, the bar across the street from me is is kind of trying to help me help teach me how to use different video editing. But I've never really done any of it, so I I am not experienced with that. And what's kind of the advice you have for people that are really nervous to get on camera? Like I know there's, especially in our industry, and I say ours because I spent 10 years in the kitchen and yeah. it's ingrained in your life, <laughs> but it's, there's so many great stories, but people, I think you just get that. Holy crap. This is going to be out on the internet. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely went through that too, but I guess, at the end of the day, it's like, what's the worst that could happen? Like, it, even if somebody does recognize you or you, you see it, yeah, it's on the internet forever. But I mean, I don't know. I guess in my mind, I was like, ah, oh, life's short. Like, I'm going to get on the internet and make these videos and share my experiences. And I don't know. In, in my experience with the whole thing, it's been a really positive thing because so many people can relate. And it, like, that's what I love about TikTok is I see things that I'm like, I can relate to that. I know what that's like. And what's the support from the TikTok community been like? I know over the last probably year, there's been a lot of controversy on the social medias, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook of yeah. the communities. Um, the, the people on TikTok are awesome like my followers and everything are great i love them tiktok itself <laughs> you get tagged for a lot of like i don't do too many of like the thirst trappy sort of stuff but when i reached a hundred thousand i think it was i posted kind of a spicy little little thing on tiktok and there was no nudity or anything but it got flagged right away and I was, so i had to appeal that and then I had to appeal another one. I don't remember which one it was, but I got reported for bullying. Jeez. And so I had to go through the appeal process, which it's not the biggest deal, but also like, yeah, the, the way they're monitoring things is not the best. And then the creator fund is, I'm not on there to get paid. But if we could jack that up a little bit, I wouldn't be upset. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the appeals process and like what you're like, I, they just passed something where you can't be drinking on camera, which I understand. So you don't want to influence people to be doing something that they don't need to be doing. I totally understand that. But if I have a sip of wine or a shot of whiskey or something, I don't really see it like it's that big a deal, especially with my content. I'm, I'm working on a bar every day. <laughs> I really don't feel like I should have to monitor that, but I do. It, so that, it is weird. I will say there, I don't know if it's bots or just like people that have absolutely no life and just want to find something to flag. Yeah. But yeah, you'll have one person literally in pasties and not get flagged. Right. And then and the I other just, person's fully dressed, but moves in just the right way. Yeah. The children are now corrupted for life. So I, I don't know. I, I had like a, a dress on with a slit, low cut, whatever. But I was like, 
I've seen a lot spicier things. I was just thinking the sheen, um, what is it, sheen? Mm -hmm. The sheen dresses are like borderline everything and they never get. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know. So that's annoying. And then there's also like people will start spamming your videos. Not people. I'm assuming it's bots for like sexual site, like porn sites or like things like that, you know, just bots. Are, but the bots are on every social media. It's not just TikTok and that's not TikTok. Oh, yes. Well. Every, I, I almost hate posting the Instagram just for that reason. I know mm -hmm. the first 10 comments are going to be advertise here. Advertise yeah. here. <laughs> or follow this link. Would you like to meet me in person? Uh, Things like that. No. So I, yeah, I'm kind of like not having a Ted Bundy vibe. Yeah, <laughs> uh, so I try and report all those, but they're hard to catch, and especially I'll work a 14-hour day, and I can't be on TikTok all the time to be like, oh no, because they'll when it's when they start responding to my followers, like somebody will yeah. comment something, and then there's a, a a comment back like, love me dot fm dot whatever, and they'll post that in response to like every comment on a video. And I'm like, come on. I don't want my followers to hate me for this. They can hate <laughs> me for other reasons you... if they want. But Now, speaking of followers and comments and stuff, we, we all know there's just some people that are miserable in life and mm -hmm. like to try to make everybody else miserable. How do you, how did you deal with your first negative comment and how do you deal with it now? I love them because <laughs> If, if you have a bartender answer, I don't know what is. Yeah. If if you are going to take the time out of your life to post on one of my a hate comment on one of my videos, that's not only boosting my algorithm, but it's also, I mean, you're kind of showing yourself for who you are. And I love it. My Somebody commented on one of my videos maybe a week or two ago. This has been my favorite response so far. He was like, she's such a pretty girl. It's a shame she's a bartender. And I just commented and was like, I don't get it. Can you explain it to me like I'm five? Like trying to <laughs> troll him back and that he just, he was like, oh, of course, sweetheart. And just went into it and all my followers were dragging him. And I was like, <laughs> I think I actually did see that thread. Yeah, I I thought it was so funny. I was like, because, I mean, the like, I don't get it. Explain it to me like I'm five is kind of, especially for women, like responding to a man that. Uh, just in, handing him the shovel and just letting him dig at that mm -hmm. point. As a guy, any response that I put up is just, there, there's no coming back from that comment. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, so I I don't mind them. I have fun responding to them. And yeah, if I'm I'm very secure in who I am as a person. Any comment that's like you're not pretty enough to be doing this, you're not funny enough to be doing this. I'm like, mm. well, almost 110,000 people disagree, so <laughs> and you're commenting something, so clearly this has influenced you in some sort of way. And speaking of community, how do you interact with your community to grow it? And what advice do you have for people that are starting out? Because I know that seems to be a struggle. Like you can get those first hundred, couple hundred viewers. Yeah. And then things tend to like either you get a blow up or you kind of die off. 
Yeah, I mean, that. So I remember when I got to, I think it was 25,000, getting to that next, getting to the 50,000 mark, that took quite a while. Um, I guess, I, not that I'm the best at this, but posting consistently is really key. Like, I notice when I'm posting a video, two videos consistently every week, then all of a sudden follower rates are up, likes are up, comments are up. So that's definitely a key that I am not great at, but that is advice I can I can give you. And then I, when I first started my little So One Time series, I used my own hashtag So One Time and then always tagging the FYP or tagging the, the trends, which I don't usually tag the trends because I don't have room to do all the hashtags I want. But yeah, that'll... That'll definitely help because people are clicking on those hashtags. I, I click on the hashtags that are trending to see what's going on. So that that definitely will boost following rates pretty quick. And earlier you were talking about like building your brand. Mm -hmm. Do you, for somebody that's starting out, do you recommend they kind of jump on some of the trends, even if that's not really their yeah. okay in content? I, I would say. I know that people say to, yeah, just stick to their one channel, but I kind of disagree, honestly. I think, yeah, put out some of your own stuff, but then jump on some of the trends too and kind of build from there. Like I, I, when I first started, I was doing some voiceover stuff. I was doing some music stuff. I, I went to school for music, so I thought my TikTok was going to be a music channel and <laughs> then it wasn't. But um, yeah, I was putting my music out there. I was doing voiceovers. I was doing just whatever seemed fun, I guess. And whatever I thought people were going to have fun watching. Because at the end of the day, it's you're making it for you. I mean, you, you like having the followers, but like do whatever you think is fun and that'll translate in the video. And now do you... I know you have Instagram also. Do you cross post a lot? Are you? Do you see traction on that? or I don't. Um, I'm sure that, I'm sure that there is, but uh, yeah, I just, I am very rarely on Instagram. I'm on Twitter sometimes. Um, and I have, I, I do actually have quite a few Twitter followers. They're like, I found you through TikTok. I, I post some, I try to edit my language in my TikToks. I don't do that on Twitter. So I was like, okay, get ready to. <laughs> get ready to see some inappropriate things but i mean that's fine on instagram i definitely have since it's the same um the same take hub on both my instagram and my tiktok i do have followers from tiktok that have found me on instagram and i i need to start posting more because yeah i'll have people comment and be like i found you through tiktok and so I, that's on uh that's on the to-do list to get a little bit better than that because that's definitely helpful i've seen it and i don't even post all that often so if you're if you're posting consistently yeah i'm sure that that's super advantageous and when you're you you said you're doing your tiktoks for you yes and now when you're doing that the other comment that kind of stood out to me is that you filter your uh language and stuff on your TikToks compared to your Twitter, is is there a reason like for that? Like, does it I help mean, you grow, or is it just kind of like, oh, this is a bigger following, so I'm gonna 
it's it's mostly that one and i know i guess i don't know but it seems like with how much people are flagging things on tiktok if i'm just out there like f this f that whatever (laughs) then which is how i talk (laughs) like when i'm bartending in in real life i've got kind of a sailor's mouth but i try and i try and bring that down a little bit it's not like i don't curse i don't like but i try to limit it because i don't want you know whoever's mom to see them watching something and be like oh (laughs) we got to report this that's mostly why and i feel like it kind of takes away from the story if it's just f-bomb every other word like it it kind of takes away from the dialogue that makes sense and now, it, when you hit a rut, because I know any type of content creator, don't matter if you're music, video, whatever you're doing, when you hit a rut, what is kind of like your strategy to get out? Do you follow, just watch somebody else? Do you just take a break? Um. So, yeah, I actually kind of went through a little bit of that recently. I, I will, I guess, still have my in my notes on my phone, like what I want to record, but I'll just take a break from recording. I'll still watch TikToks, but I don't, I don't force myself to record because then it just, it, it doesn't work, frankly. Like I'll try and make myself record something. And instead I'm like, you know what, just take a week off of recording and you can type out, you know, your script or whatever, but recording when I'm just not feeling it, does not go well yeah i've noticed that a lot with um twitch streamers too yeah that that you can tell when they're like they got that hype they're into it and then when they're just kind of like i'm sitting here playing i am playing (laughs) yeah and so i i just don't i don't want to do that like i don't want to post something that i feel like i'm recording half-heartedly i suppose see i'll just take a week off of off of it and it's like I said I make them for me and so if I'm not if I'm forcing myself to put it out there that's going to come across in the video and I don't want followers to see that I'm not going to be I feel good about it either so just taking a break and watching other people's TikToks for inspiration and and for entertainment I mean that's what it's there for no one thing you just said that kind of really caught my interest was um writing or typing down like your script mm-hmm. how big of of uh your process is that like pre-scripting over just kind of rolling in your head especially when you're playing different characters um that is kind of why i started scripting them out because i have to record i guess i don't have to do it this way but it's so much easier like i will record all of my like what i'm saying like from an angle and that way i can just record, stop, record, stop, and then all the other characters, record, stop, record, stop, and then, like I said, just splice them together. Um, So if I don't have that script, and then I get to the end, and I'm like, crap, I forgot to record that one little part that I was supposed to say, now I gotta start over. So I didn't start out, like, scripting it all out, and I still don't necessarily script every single word. I just kind of let it cut but i'll definitely like hey make sure you have all of the like i i will make sure i know how many times i have to record myself versus how many times i have to record the other character so i do kind of script things out and 
that's that's like the fun part for me like the recording because that's just my own head when I'm recording it I have to remember that like okay other people are gonna see this so make sure like (laughs) maybe brush your hair maybe like make sure what you're wearing is okay so this the scripting is a lot easier process for me and then it's yeah that recording just making sure everything is just so is is the harder part for what i do i guess no that that makes sense because i've it's something i've been really trying to play around with is getting that natural flow kind of going yeah in your conversations because it's weird talking to yourself like yeah no I get really self-conscious too. Because <laughs> uh, I'll I'll be recording like at the bar, and somebody will like I'm just sitting there talking at my phone when no one's at the bar, and people will walk by the window, and I'll stop and just kind of deer in <laughs> headlights, like because yeah, I don't I don't want people seeing me. I had a friend sitting in the bar one time, and I had mentioned that I was going to record one. He's like, "Oh, you can just record it. I won't say anything. I won't be in it." I was like. <laughs> nope no I cannot have anybody see me do this because I will sound insane just repeating the same line over and over again until I get the dialogue like I like it that's another thing is like I will stumble over my words and like okay now you gotta re-record that like oh you kind of hiccuped a little bit that time you gotta re-record that so it takes do a you, while do you do dry runs before or do you just grab record until you like it Pretty much, yeah. Um, the only one I kind of, like, practiced for a while, there was that trend that was, like, RIP that, and then people would, and I did a Skyrim one. Um, that, oh, I have to go find this one now. Yeah, I'm a huge Skyrim person. <laughs> I am, too. I, so, memorizing that opening dialogue I would just sit there and say it to myself over and over again. There was probably, I mean, I was at the bar by myself for, I think, two hours one Sunday morning. And that first hour was me just like, hey, Traveler, you're finally awake. <laughs> like, you were captured along with the head. I, I just was out loud saying this to myself over and over again. And so that was, I guess, sort of a dry run. And then when I finally did record it, Oh, I had probably 30 takes before I was like, that's the one. I did it. <laughs> and um, speaking of video games and stuff, so besides outside of TikToking and content creating, what mm-hmm. are some other hobbies that you have that help you relax and kind of recharge? Um, well, I went to I went to school for music um, and then I just kind of stuck I guess stuck with bartending. I bartended my way through college and then I stuck with music or bartending after that. But I, I do play still. I sing. I perform gigs actually all over. Um, so sometimes I have to take weekends off to travel for gigs. Um, that's that's true passion. Absolutely. Um, what type of music? Um, so what I went to school for was um, music composition, music theory and composition. So I love writing music. I love writing my own. And my emphasis was in jazz, jazz and classical piano. So those are, yeah, that's, that's what I originally thought I was going to be doing. (laughs) Um, 
but I love, I mean, I love every, I, everything from metal to jazz to pop, like there aren't very many genres. Like I go, I go swing dancing. So I love country music, but I just, I went to a metal festival over the summer and I, I'll go to jazz concert, like anything. I'll go to symphonies. I like, I just love music. So that's, that's number one. And yeah, video games. I'm, I'm into a lot of like just real nerdy stuff. <laughs> I like anime. I like video games. I'm in the middle of Breath of the Wild right now. And that's nice. my favorite game I think I've ever played. Well, probably Skyrim, but Breath of the Wild might be a competitor. I, I got a nine-year-old son that, um, yeah, Breath of the Wild... God, he probably spent a year, and I heard everything from laughing to, oh, he's gonna snap the switch in half. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think it was Breath of the Wild that I've only really rage quit once, and it was because of Breath of the Wild. <laughs> I had to start all the way over from the bottom of this mountain that I took half an hour real time to climb, and I was like, nope, I'm done. <laughs> And now, who are some of the creators that you like to follow and that you get your inspiration from or even just like to follow for pure entertainment? Um, I mean, everybody's favorite's got to be Call Me Chris, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. I love her. Like, if you're watching this somehow, please yeah. come on my show. <laughs> she has got to be my number one. Um, there's another gal... I don't remember her name, but she does restaurant stories too. Like she starts her, her stuff out like time for another restaurant story. And I wish I could remember what her name is. She is. the one that does like a lot in her kitchen. Maybe. Like recreates the stories. There's one that oh. I, I love her too. And it, she always looks like she's like in her kitchen and she's playing the multiple characters. Yeah. A lot of times she'll have like, the background as a green screen but she's always got the bright red lipstick which oh is iconic. yeah iconic and then uh morgan ruse 96 she's also a bartender and she posts bar yeah bartending story like small town <laughs> dive bar bartending stories and i i love it i it's just so relatable that i i also i'm a part of a lot of cook talk <laughs> like I love cooking, so I watch a lot of a lot of cooking videos on TikTok. Jessica Sully, she yep. made the doing all the little bento box. Oh, I just I adore that. So I had a I had a fun time. Oh. I had a fun time watching her. Oh, I can't think of his name. He does the the chef ones where like people request crazy modifications. Yeah, I, um, I love him. Like. Coming from that side of the industry, I'm just like, oh my god, dude! Like, you are my soulmate. <laughs> yeah, I also really like. There's um, a very Italian man. <laughs> he something betch. He's always like, we're gonna make some pasta, bitch, and he shows how to make all of these incredible pasta dishes. But he does it like in a super funny way. I don't know if I've seen him yet. He is. He's so funny. I don't know how big he is on TikTok. I don't know how many followers he has, but he he's one of my favorites. And he it's comedy content, but also he's like, I'm gonna show you how to make some spaghetti carbonara. And I'm like, 
Nice. Cool. All and, right, let's do um, it. Speaking of that kind of where you brought that up, the size and stuff, does it put more pressure on you now that you are above that 100,000 or that 25, 50, 100,000 mark? Like, it definitely it does. Because um, when I was when I was first posting, like um, during the shutdown, it was just a way to kind of keep myself sane, just do something. So I was just sitting in my house for three months, not doing anything. So I just was recording whatever. So I was like, nobody's going to see this anyway. So I was just posting me doing dumb stuff, doing lame voiceovers. It was not good. And I, I never did take any of those down, but it's, they're <laughs> definitely not worth watching it's me just like uh, in the camera but now that i know that people are gonna be watching this it's it is some pressure like okay you have to make it good like i don't i don't post the just dumb like whatever <laughs> videos really anymore well thank you so much Tay, for joining us. It was a pleasure to get inside your headspace, and hopefully we don't have to apologize to your mental health. Too much yeah. <laughs> I'll apologize to it later tonight at work. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. It was super fun. And just real quick, uh, if you want to give your, I know we have them on the screen, but for the, our audio listeners, if you want to give your TikTok and Instagram names yeah. out so they know where to look you up. Yep, so it's Tay Cobb for both. It's T-A-Y-K-O-B-B. So that's, that's for my TikTok and my Instagram. All right, guys. If you are watching or listening to this, please go to TikTok, Instagram. Give her a follow. Show some support. Yes, and thank you. Always hilarious stories, especially if you've been in the service industry. You will relate to this woman so much. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. All right. Yeah.